Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little football. Let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, former Ute quarterback. He's our Ute insider here on the Zone Radio Network. He is Frank Dolce. What's going on, Frank? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hope everyone is doing well. Yeah, man, doing uh, doing terrific. We've got college football going. Uh, Utah, they have camp underway. We're hearing from coaches and players. We're talking about a quarterback race. Uh, it's it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. To get back to, to something like that, it it is nice. It's fun. It's kind of a a a, a distraction that we've been. I think we've been hoping for with all of the craziness going around. I was talking to somebody the other day. And we were just thinking, like, what next in 2020? I mean, this has been such an odd year with, uh, I mean, the political craziness that's going on and the pandemic and earthquakes and windstorms and wildfires. I mean, what next in 2020? I'll tell you one thing, uh, Frank. uh, These athletes who I watched uh, through the years are, are dying you know, Joe Morgan dies today, or I don't know if it was last night or this morning or whenever it was. Yeah. The great Joe Morgan. And there have been like six Hall of Famers who have died this year. It's it's weird when, uh, for those of you who are younger, you know, think about that. Because think about when when guys like uh, that, that you watch, especially those of you who are younger, uh, and then when as the years go by and suddenly these guys are gone, it, it, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a, a, it blows your mind, really. It does. Yeah, I, you know, of all of the, the athletes, of course, Kobe Bryant, uh, that was a crazy way to start the year. And, and then, you know, one of my, I, a guy that I never really got a chance to watch, but just the legend of Gail Sayers. I mean, that yeah. was like one of my all-time favorite guys and then who could forget the you know the way that joe morgan would would uh would prepare to hit a baseball with that his left arm you know the twitch that he had in his left arm as he was setting up to to bat um and all of these guys i i don't know maybe maybe we should take this uh take this discussion off air because we'll get into something deeper but all of these guys that we're talking about in some way were kind of um, heroes and and these are the guys that we looked up to and and uh, I don't know that that portion may have uh, well I don't know for some may have changed over the past year or so it's just an interesting it, it, where professional sports is headed um, is interesting I guess but I, you know maybe maybe not Charles Barkley once famously or infamously said I'm you know I'm nobody's role model so. 
Frank, want to talk to you about the quarterback race up there at Utah, and uh, they made the yeah. quarterbacks available today uh, to the media, and I thought it was interesting to hear from all three of them. But what do you expect the timeline to be for them to make a decision? And I'm guessing it won't be that way publicly, but internally, what do you think the timeline is? Well, they probably want to get to somebody as quickly as possible with a you know, with kind of this short runway getting getting ready for a game at the beginning of of uh, November. Uh, and so they, they've, they've trotted out three guys, and I, I think that's reasonable to think there are three guys in the race, but, but maybe more reasonable to say that there are two guys in the race. And my guess would be by the end of this week, we'll see – those two guys getting the majority of the reps with with um, guys who would be deemed starters or first team. And then as you start going through next week, um, that should, maybe it won't, but should start to separate even a little bit more. And then you, and then you're getting into game prep week and um, or so. And, and, and then you have one guy that's taken, should be taking the majority of the reps. I just can't see, you know, the, the, relative to the running back position, I can see Utah going into the first game with this kind of running back by committee and then determining after a game or two, a week or two into the season, which guy is going to carry most of the carry the ball most of the time from that position. I don't necessarily see that from the quarterback position, although I, I guess it could happen if you have two, two guys who are so closely aligned and I think that's the case with with Cam Rising and and with Jake Bentley is that they're pretty pretty closely aligned although as we talked about last week their talents are slightly different so I would guess by by the end of this week and going into next week you'll at least separate two guys and then the week after um, maybe one of those guys starts getting more reps so if it's that close uh, does it really matter to the average fan out there, or should it? I guess. No, I I think that's an excellent point. Uh, does it really matter? I personally, because of Andy Ludwig, I I don't know that it matters from from that position group. So you know, if, if you're saying, well, you have a guy that's more more capable, more efficient running the ball, and but also efficient throwing the ball versus a guy who is more capable throwing the ball but just efficient running the ball. Can you win with either of those guys? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what what we've seen Andy Ludwig do is demonstrate the ability to maximize the the, the talent available. The the question then becomes what you have around those guys if you if you if you have a if you have like let's just say for example that that utah could replace or or put into place three wide receivers like usc had a year ago and and you just take those three wide receivers and you put them on utah's roster and then you say well with all of that talent available on the outside 
then we probably should be looking at throwing the ball downfield. I mean, we're going to be stable in the run game, and that's going to allow us to open up the passing game a little bit more. And we have all of these guys who are just game changers on the outside. So, you know, we probably go with a guy that throws the ball downfield more effectively, or we have a little bit more confidence in the guy throwing the ball downfield. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is, well, we have a really, we have a really strong running game. We have a really good offensive line. Um, we're, we're not certain how we match up on the outside and, and you know, that's, that's not, we're not a hundred percent. We don't, we don't always feel, feel great about how, how we align against other teams and defenses on the outside. So, so we're going to, we're going to build around this run game and an athletic, more athletic mobile quarterback who, who gives us more options in disguising the pass game, because of play action and his own ability to run the football and have to keep a deep or, or, or keep a defense honest because they have to worry about about this quarterback position. So I think your point is is excellent. Does it really matter talent for talent? I don't think it matters. And the and and Coach Ludwig will manage those guys effectively. The next question is, I think, more important is what assets do you have available to make either one of those guys more successful? You know, Frank, real quick, sorry, Jake, but uh, it seems to me like when you have Andy Ludwig there, it creates that environment in a a wider comfort zone than it would be if you had some inexperienced offensive coordinator uh, putting this thing together. I think it certainly becomes more critical when you have an inexperienced guy of choosing, quote, unquote, the right guy because – uh, a more inexperienced offensive coordinator probably lacks the ability, um, not because he's not smart or talented, but maybe just because of experience, lacks the ability to to really get the most out of the guy calling the signals. I don't feel that way at all about Andy Ludwig. I, I feel like if he was saddled with a guy at quarterback who runs the ball more effectively, then he's going to figure out how to maximize the offense with that guy. Or if he has a guy who just is more efficient throwing the ball downfield and doesn't run the ball as effectively, then, then he's going to maximize that guy and, and all of the assets around him as well. Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, what did you think about the news we heard today that Jalen Dixon is transferring? Well, I, I always, uh, you know, um, I guess you just have to become used to stuff like that happening. Uh, but th- there's another guy that is, you know, I, I feel like he was another guy that was just supremely talented um, and just felt like his, and and he probably believed he was, you know, he's supremely talented as well. And so he just, probably a, just a sense of not, getting to where he wants to be or being utilized the way he thinks he should be utilized. And don't forget that Utah had a couple of two or three, maybe more transfers a year ago who went out and became really successful, really productive with other programs. So I, I don't, I mean, for, for, for Utah, I hate seeing really good guys leave. Um, but I also feel like, you know what, if a guy 
can go maximize his talent elsewhere. Uh, maybe maybe you just give him that opportunity. I, I've kind of swayed on that a little bit back and forth. So I don't know exactly. It's, it, you know, at the very foundation, it doesn't feel right because maybe that's the way I grew up. But it, on the other side, you think, well, you, know, you have to give everybody an opportunity. I don't know how much you guys follow high school football, but there's this case right now in Utah where a quarterback from Roy High School – um, played three years at Roy High School and was very, very successful, highly successful at Roy. Put up really good numbers, threw for you know over 5,000 yards in his three years at Roy High School. And then for his senior year, he uh, transferred to uh, Corner Canyon High School, a program that throws the ball in an, an extraordinary number of times and is a powerhouse having only lost one time in the last three years. And, and so, and, and now he's, I mean, they, they're number one in the state and undefeated. And I don't know. How do you feel about that? Did, should he have any loyalty to Roy high school that gave him um, the opportunity to play as a freshman and he, where he threw 5,000 yards or, do we say no? Now, now this kid can go to a to a program and ta- possibly win a state title and maximize his exposure to Division One colleges and universities. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a similar kind of a similar thing. On one level, I feel like, well, darn it, he he should have stayed at Roy and and given those guys a chance to win a state title. And they're doing very well, by the, by the way. And maybe the best way to handle is the way that, that head coach Roy Fernandez ha- handled it. He just said, you know what? He gave us three great years. We love him. Best of luck. It would be hard to quantify it, but I wonder how, what percentage of players who transfer end up in a better situation. I mean, on the field. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, some of these guys, they transfer and you don't hear much about them afterward, but it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah, the first one I can really remember doing that is Jeff George. Yeah, I think he ended up at three different colleges. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was like, great coming out of where? Uh, state of Illinois. Illinois, yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was a, yeah, he was uh, supposed to be yeah, all Yeah, so he transferred successfully. And then Jeremiah Masoli was another guy who transferred successfully from Oregon to Ole Miss. And he transferred on the on the uh, graduate thing. Like Oregon didn't offer a graduate degree that Ole Miss offered, so so he went to Ole Miss, and he was he was pretty successful in his in his transfer. Uh, how about the guys? I mean, just look Troy, at the, Troy Aikman. The, Troy Aikman was a was a great great example. Just look at Washington State's program under Mike Leach. I mean, every single year he had a new transfer at quarterback and, you know, running up unbelievable numbers. And he's doing it again um, at, at uh, Mississippi State, where he's taken, he's taken the Stanford quarterback and, and is having some, some success there. So uh, I think it, I think it, it uh, obviously it happens. I, I think the successful transfer story is, um, is more reported but less actual than the guy who goes from one program to another and kind of does about the same. 
Do you think we'll have a winner, uh, Frank, of the the running back battle between uh, Brumf- uh, Brumfield and Jordan Wilmore? Will there be an RB one, or are we looking at both those guys for the the kind of the haul? I think no. I, I think that uh, I think we'll see both of those guys playing a lot in the first couple weeks of the season. I don't think they'll come, barring injury. I don't think they'll come out of camp with with an RB1. It's just, a, uh, I think it's a position group that's just too hard to tell in camp and, 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 you know, who's going to be more effective under, under the, you know, the game lights on the Saturday, Saturday evening. So, uh, and both of those guys, I think are very quality backs and there's plenty of film on both of them too. But I just, I, I just don't believe that, that Utah's going to name. It's just not been my experience with, with the university or anybody's, I think that they come out of camp with a multiple running back system having named one in the first week. And that's happened with, with lots of different, lots of different guys. And, and eventually, you know, one of them emerges. And I think that, you know, Zach Moss is, a, is an example of that and, and lots of other guys. And I think it's going to happen this year as well. Two, two guys will take the majority of the rotation for the first few weeks, two weeks, three weeks. And then maybe you settle on one of them. We've talked to you about this before, Frank, but with all the talent that uh, is missing from the Utah defense, do you think they just reload? And are you expecting them to be dominant? Well, I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know that I expect them to be dominant, but I think we we have to say our experience with the University of Utah and Coach Whittingham is that they do generally reload on the defensive side. So dominance might not fit with this unit, but capable, uh, I certainly, I, I feel like they have plenty of talent up front, maybe not the eight-man eight deep like they've had in the past couple years. Uh, I like the defensive backs, I, I like the talent there, and you have to replace a couple guys. That's difficult. But the way that Utah plays defensively, um, you know, mostly with that front seven, I feel like they're they're going to be in a good position. I I I'm leery to say dominant, but but um, capable may not even be strong enough. I think they're going to be solid. I think that'll be a solid defensive unit. Frank, we always appreciate you. Thanks for dropping by, buddy. Of course. Absolutely. You guys will never guess where I'm headed uh, this afternoon. In fact, my week is filled with one item that you'll you'll probably never guess. Ah, where you're headed. One hmm. item. Let's see here. Yeah. You're headed to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that, Jake, because you might consider it a dump, but no, it is uh, a soccer tournament. Ah, so uh. what my, you know, you call it the dump and, and, you know, Gordon and I will go with, you know, an, an unbelievable youth sports athletic activity. No, I thought maybe I, I had a tree down thanks to the wind uh, a few weeks ago. I thought maybe, you know, you're headed out to the dump. <laughs> well, I guess the facility, you can kind of consider it that, but no, it's, we're, we're headed for some soccer tournaments this week. Uh, Frank, how is your uh, how is your experience as a parent working out in that regard? It's 
uh, it's going well. I've learned that uh, I I used to get I, I I know I told you guys the stories, but I used to get pretty fired up being a parent, and and mostly because I was the you know a dumb parent yelling at the referees for every terrible call. Um, until one one day you realize that you know what I'm so I'm the parent on my kids' team, and I'm yelling at the referee for all the terrible calls. But then my counter counterpart on the other team, the other parent on the other team, is also yelling at the referee <laughs> for all the terrible calls. So no matter who you are on either side of the ball, there's some parent yelling at the referee for terrible calls. And, you know, it's not like one of us is right. We're probably both right. And we're both getting equally poor treatment from the referee. <laughs> so I like to sit socially distanced, of course, Plenty far away from every in my in my beach chair and a bag of sunflower seeds and do my best to just enjoy the opportunity for my for my kids and all the kids to go out and play. Where did you say you're headed? So we're headed to there's a couple, but uh, the the rack. If you are familiar with the the, the athletic com- complex called the Rack, with like twelve or fifteen different soccer fields, they also have rugby fields out there. And but that's where we're headed for for the state cup for uh, youth soccer. Well, right. enjoy your time at the Rack, Frank. Thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. Absolutely, I can maybe catch up with you guys afterwards if you want to join me for a couple games this week. All right, buddy. <laughs> you just let us know. <laughs> All right. You guys are the best. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you, Frank. I've actually got an audio of Frank at his kids' soccer game. That sounds like it. Sounds just like him. Sounds just like, uh, just like Frank right there. Yeah, to dial it down just a notch or two, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to I w- I wouldn't be a, a referee receiving the wrath of Frank Dolce. I'm looking good. forward to you guys having the parent experience with your kids playing sports. Uh, that's that's going <laughs> to. What if she doesn't want to play sports? Uh, if she does, Austin, you're going to do everything you can to provide every opportunity you can. And I want to see Austin standing on the sideline when that happens. See, I, I, I picture myself, you know, if Sadie wants to get into sports, I picture myself as the type of parent that's actually at home watching TV. You're not even going to go? Maybe he'll line up a carpool with another parent on the team. Right. Yeah, well, maybe, But maybe. you're not driving the carpool. You know. You're not going to support your kid in whatever it is they choose they want to do? Probably not. Where, where in the laws of this land does it say he has to? I've got to rerun a law and order on. It's, it's Jack McCoy and, and Claire, my favorite duo. Come on, Jake. you got to support your kids. you got to show up at the games, at least some of them. Have they made that a law recently uh, that I'm not it, aware of? No, it's written in the good book. You know? i got to go to some soccer game that's in the Bible? Yeah, Genesis, Genesis 28.3. And there's, says, there's lots of stuff in the Bible that we're not doing. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. We don't need to list them. Yeah, no. yeah, okay. No, we don't. We can point them out for you if you like, Jim. <laughs> Frank, uh, Frank's interview today brought to you by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.